0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Clear the Cash. I'm your host, Nate List. You can find me on Twitter at an outraged Jew. And of course, with me is Jesse Bach. You can find him on Twitter at Planet underscore fatness. Jesse, you're blowing up in the card world, and now, apparently, simultaneously, you're also blowing up in the fantasy world, because Matt Kelly has reached out to you, as he has other analysts, but only the cream of the crop, which makes this more impressive, and he has reached out to you and asked you to be a part of this year's Roto Underworld draft kit, which it sounds like you accepted the invitation now, I'm assuming because you are a huge a j. Brown personal collector of cards, that that is the player you ended up with, right?
1: You know, i was I was leaning towards negotiating with Matt for it's either it's either a j. Brown or no partaking in the draft kit. Oh, bold. And he said, "You know, unfortunately, I'm, Jesse, I'm really sorry. I, I know I know you really like AJ Brown. I, I've seen your posts on on Twitter. Um, but he's he's no longer available. So um, so here's a list and uh, of, of all the players who are available and, and let me know if, if anybody excites you. So I figured the next best thing would probably be somebody who act- I actually you know care about. Um, and, am passionate about not just in the football world, but in the card world as well. So I didn't, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want like a Jamison Crowder or anything like no, no offense to whoever's mm. doing Jamison Crowder in the draft kit, but nobody, um,
0: nobody's doing Jamison Crowder in the draft nah. kit. Okay. <laughs> know,
1: are, are, are we getting a bot? Are we getting a bot? To do you Jameson don't have Crowder? to
0: apologize for Jamison Crowder. There is nobody that is doing Jamison Crowder in this draft kit.
1: Okay. All right. Well, all right. I I apologize to the bot that that'll do Jameson Crowder. But um, I wanted it to be somebody, you know, who I, 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 uh, you know, have a genuine passion for or or care about in in at least the card world. So I went with Julio Jones. Um, You know, we'll we'll see how I feel about his fantasy prospects this year. But, uh, you know, gives me a nice, nice little excuse to to show some cards off in a, you know, 90 second two minute video. Listen, Jesse,
0: uh, here's the deal about doing the draft kit. If you get it wrong, if you tell people to buy a player and they buy a player and then he flops, it's your head. Okay? It's your head.
1: We'll we'll see how I go. I, I don't, you know, I still, I'm still developing my fantasy opinion on him. Um, last year was obviously not super encouraging, but it was really, I mean, for as injured as he's been over the last couple of years, last year was really the first year that that he only played a hand, really a handful of games. Um, if you look at his career statistically, he's never had a season like he's had last year. So, um, you never know, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave this as a little tease for, for everybody who's going to purchase the draft kit to, to check out the Julio Jones video.
0: I mean, I'm assuming that you're going to be high on Julio Jones, right? I just, now that I've made you nervous because that was my whole goal, right? Like I just, I want you, you don't know which way to go. I want you on edge so that you're just right down the center of the fence when you do this Julio Jones one. You know, he's going to be a value in rookie drafts and that's why I'm all over him. But he might finish as the wide receiver 46. So we don't really know, but uh, just play, just play both sides. I want, I want people to be up and down throughout the whole thing, but kudos to you for doing it. Jesse, um, I'm glad you stepped up. I'm glad that you totally caved in at your first opportunity to stand up to the big boss when AJ <laughs> Brown was unavailable. You you really caved, but that's okay. I understand how that goes. <laughs> Surprisingly though, speaking of caving, Target is uh, changing its entire policy on the sales of cards in stores. People that have been keeping track of this know that Target, Walmart, amongst other places, have been notoriously difficult to find cards at, whether it's their own employees that are buying the cards, whether it's people that are essentially backdooring deals, whether it's people that are literally just staking out the store all night until vendors refill it. There's been numerous issues with the fact that cards are just so popular right now and there's a handful of people that are all over the product the minute it hits the stores And because there's been some incredibly extreme situations that have taken place as a byproduct of all of this new wave popularity, Target has taken a stance um, on this. And the first thing they did, Jesse, correct me if I was wrong, but a couple of weeks ago, they decided that what they were going to do was start limiting the quantity of what a customer could purchase before they took the step that we are stepping into now.
1: I've seen, yeah. I um, most targets if found all targets were limiting um, boxes or even uh, I don't know about packs, but at least boxes to one per customer. Um, plenty of targets were, and Walmart's as well. They were moving cards towards the customer service um, like checkout section to to and move, basically putting them behind the counter so um, they wouldn't be readily available for the public. I not, I don't think every, every target or Walmart's done that, but plenty have, um, the, even the, even the targets around me have, um, from, from what I've heard for a couple of my friends in the hobby. So, um, yeah, they, they started limiting the quantity to, to one, one box per person, which is kind it's kind of a problem if you're getting, uh, a very extremely large Philip rivers esque families, um, into into target so you know the the entire family even if even if nine of them don't give a shit about cards and you're the only one that does well you got you got 10 boxes of prison my friend so um it's uh yeah it's i mean it was a measure that target and walmart felt that that they they needed to do but it sounds like as of right now they're not going to uh, essentially they're they're not going to carry boxes and even packs of cards on their shelves anymore target and it sounds like walmart's leaning that same way too
0: so they had to take a moral stance is what it sounds like jesse let's read the quote from target uh so basically this says that target is pulling in-store sales of popular trading cards citing employee safety after a parking lot brawl in one of its stores last week The retailer told CBS Money Watch, it would no longer sell Pokemon and sports trading cards in its physical locations starting Friday, which is the 14th. The safety of our guests and our team is our top priority. Out of an abundance of caution, we've decided to temporarily suspend the sale of MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards within our stores effective May 14th. Basically, guests can still buy at Target.com. Jesse. Jesse. I have to say this. This is, this is the crux of the whole thing. People are giant pieces of shit, and that is how the fuck we got to where we are right now. Listen, you have people that are throwing fisticuffs over packs of cards that aren't even that nice. I mean, we're, these aren't even these aren't even hobby. These are retail. Number one, so number one, they're not even like the best of the best cards you can get. Number two. You already know if you're walking into Target, just like if I'm going into a late night club at 11 p.m., I know if I'm going looking for cards, there's a chance that A, they're not going to be there, and B, if there is, I'm going to run into an instance where there's going to be a situation where maybe there's a guy with five boxes and it pisses me off or something's going on. Just like if I go to the club at 11, well, no shit. Something might go down. Nothing's going down at the club at 10 a.m. in the afternoon. So... People need to get past this bullshit. The fact that Target actually has to do this rather than people just end up being better individuals, you know, it's just crazy to me. There was a fucking brawl in a parking lot, Jesse.
1: I know the listeners of this show are never going to stoop down to that level to the point where four or five of them have to beat the shit out of somebody who... Just happen to get lucky with prison boxes one day or select boxes one day. Um, I've ever since nay, ever since I've been talking to you about cards, one of one of the things that I that I mentioned that I appreciate so much about people who are into cards is that this this hobby, this these markets are filled with genuinely good people. Um, even the, the interactions that I've had on social media, I, I mean, honest to God, I don't think I've had a bad one yet just because there are so many positive and supportive people in, in the card hobby and seeing shit like this is disgusting. Even, even the card hobby has assholes. And I'm from what it, from what it seems like to me, these, these people are not collectors. Um, like definitely not collectors. They are here to, to make a quick buck, um, Regardless of what expense it comes at, if it results in um, sending somebody to a hospital or wherever, like it's it, it's disgusting to see. Um, I think Target and Walmart had a serious decision on their hands to make, and this is the route that they wanted to go to. And because of a couple of shitty apples in the hobby who Just people making look looking to make a quick buck and even cause injury to other people who are also looking to make some money or just freaking buy cards for their kids for all we know. Because of that, this is, I I believe, in the long run, depending on how long Target and Walmart um, you want to carry out this decision for, this could hurt future collectors. It could, it could hurt kids wanting to ever get in the hobby when they're adults because they don't have the opportunity to collect and buy stuff in stores. Usually the stuff that's sold in stores, I'm not talking card shops, I'm talking Targets and Walmarts, the, it's not the highest end product. You're, you're not going to see a National Treasures ever in a Walmart or a Target or f- any pharmacy. Like, you're not going <laughs> to see that.
0: I'm sorry, just <laughs> National Treasure in a Walmart. Just for like 20
1: bucks. You Only get, the you Nicolas get like, Cage version. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Very good. I like it. Um, But uh, it's going to hurt them in the long run, unless if somebody else steps up. So, um, I mean, one of the nostalgic factors that basically brought me back into, into this hobby, and even back into ripping packs or boxes, is going with my dad and going with my brother when I was a kid, when I was when I was, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. Um, that's, that's one thing like, you know, just seeing what, what, whatever could be opened in a pack or, you know, if I, if I could pull a a really nice patch card because I was really into patch cards when I was, when I was a little kid. Um, that was kind of it for me. Like I, I honest, I, I did not care what player I got as long as I got a patch card back then. That, that was it for me. Like, I don't think, out of any card that I that I that I opened, that any pack that I opened, and I got a patch card, I never parted with a single one. I still have them all in my collection, um, just because they they bring that nostalgia for me, and and they helped. They're part of the reason that helped me drive back into into the hobby. Now, um, it's going to hurt. It's this this could inevitably hurt some future collectors. I'm I'm sure there are kids who have parents or. Um, you know, wealthier and, and can open and can purchase higher end products um, and rip them with their kids. They're probably not going to give those kids to uh, th- those cards to their kids immediately if they're ripping a product from like a thousand dollar box. But at least they'll have the experience. But going to a target like I have very positive memories of going to a target or going to a Walmart or we had value city around when I was a kid. Um, Probably nobody knows what that is, but it's like a a Target minus, but they carried cards. So that was like a very positive thing for me as a kid. So, um, you know, because of, like I said, because of a few shitty apples in the hobby, it it might hurt um, and deter some future collectors from, from ever surfacing back into the hobby.
0: So Target said that they are temporarily suspending the sale of these items. I would imagine that they bring them back but you know they they try to do this on like the worst version of parenting style of all time where they try to limit to three packs per person then one pack per person and then oh no nobody can have anything anymore and it's like there's always going to be bad people pick anything you want pick any field pick any product pick any region in the world there's a bad person amongst a group of great people and it's unfortunate that Target had to take this stance, which is why I truly believe that it's temporary because as you're talking about three people attacked a guy coming out of a Target in Wisconsin, and that's how we got where we are. And I would imagine that they were targeting this guy because if three guys were going in there and they didn't get the product, why didn't they just pull their money together and buy it anyways for a little more online? I don't quite understand the basis of the decisions, but people that do shit like this aren't very smart anyway. So it's unfortunate that Target had to go to this level. I think that this will I think this will eventually recover itself and we'll see stuff back on the shelves. Maybe with a different version, like you said, the target by me kept them on the open shelves, um, out where consumers could reach them. Of course, there was never anything on the shelves. Uh, and then some places put them, you know, back by customer service or whatever, back behind those shelves. And maybe that's the way that it needs to be, and they just need to figure out a better way to manage this. But you've got people camping outside. I know we had patrons that were camping outside which is totally fine because it was a legal way to do it. It was an acceptable way to do it. It's not acceptable to have you know any level of physical violence over trading cards. Like you said, something that's, that's for kids all the way down to age four, you know, like this is shared amongst such a wide, broad group of people that the fact that it is being ruined is truly sad. And it's also being ruined by the fact that people are just trying to make a profit, right? This is what it's all about. Nobody's, Nobody's buying or, or you know trying to steal these or trying to grab tons of product at the stores because they're just ripping packs because that can be an incredibly frivolous, wasteful way to do it. They're trying to flip boxes. They're trying to make money off of it. So it feels like, some of this isn't coming from the right place in a way for, you know, people like you that are talking about their experiences when they were young, you just want the opportunity to buy a pack. Well, you can't buy a pack. So what's the next step? You go online. I imagine that you're going to go to the website and you're going to find that it's all sold out. It's going to be no different. If you couldn't get it in the stores, you sure as hell not going to be able to get it online because people are way more, uh, prepared to make a purchase in their boxer shorts than they are to get in a car. And drive to Target to get out to go in to find out that it's not there anyways, right? So crazy stuff. I don't know. Walmart hasn't officially taken this stance yet, have they?
1: I don't believe so. Um, I've been seeing more and more Walmarts pop up saying that they're no longer going to be selling cards. But I don't think it's like a company-wide. I, I, I haven't heard it being a, a, a company-wide uh, thing or or them releasing a company-wide statement. No. It's crazy,
0: man. Notice that they did not suspend the sale of NHL cards. So guys, still an opportunity. Go out there, get your NHL cards. Clearly, they're not popular enough (laughs) yet. I don't know what to tell you. Look, you and I, I, I used to watch hockey. Like, talk about hockey players from the 90s. I can have a conversation all day. I can name every guy from every team. Doesn't matter. It's in my wheelhouse. Trickle into the late 2000s. Got no idea who's playing hockey anymore. I don't. I Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. I, I'm done. That's it.
1: Yeah, I think I uh, my hockey knowledge goes up until 20. I'll say like 2012. To oh. I'll, I'll probably add a couple years. Um, it's really probably like 2009, 2010. Um, but yeah, I, like I, I've I've bought and opened and like I've ripped hockey product now um, from retail. I, I got like a packer or a box or two from from uh target upper deck and jesus christ i know like nobody <laughs> they had they had to have been like a 10 year veteran and <laughs> honestly honestly even for upper deck unless you get like a really cool young guns of like the number 1 or number 2 overall pick uh, a lot of these cards probably aren't going to be worth that much anyway
0: i know i don't even know what to do we went in the other day cuz <clears throat> every time my wife goes into target i'm like well i'm going to go check the cards i know there's not going to be anything there but I walk over there anyways, and so she walks over with me, and she's like, you know there's not going to be any cards. I'm like, yeah, I know there's not going to be any cards. So we walk over there, and she's like, told you, there's no cards. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. I can see that there's no cards. And she goes, there's hockey, though. And I'm like, ew, God, no. I'm like, I don't know hockey cards. Like, Are you serious? I don't know these guys. I don't know anybody in these boxes. You know, like – I have I'm so I'm so far removed from hockey like unless there's like a Jeremy Roenick in there or you know unless I'm pulling some guy that played in the mid 90s I've got no idea Jesse whatsoever so
1: Me neither either
0: Walmart could be on the cusp of this we know Target has pulled out of it so online purchasing may be the way to go in the future hopefully we have more information for people in the future where they can get a hold of cards if they're looking to buy some or get into breaks. Anything like that, hint, hint, we might have an answer in the future. Small little nugget that I'm going to drop. Jesse, like always, we should remind people that this episode is brought to you by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL best ball. Underdog has mastered this easy-to-play format. No waivers, no trades, just draft. Underdog will set your best possible lineup at the end of each week so you can do as many drafts as you want with nothing to manage. Contests for 2021 NFL season are already live, including the Best Ball Mania 2 Tournament, which has over $3.5 million in prizes. Underdog is available in the App Store, the Play Store, and at underdogfantasy.com. Underdog is so confident that if you play and don't like it, they will give you your money back up to
1: a hundred dollars,
0: Jesse. That sounds like a pretty good deal.
1: I like it. I've already been seeing uh results of drafts that Josh and Cody have been in. And they're they're, you know, I'm I'm gonna jump in one probably maybe this week, maybe this weekend when I when I have a little bit of downtime. So yeah, honestly, it's probably one of the best platforms you can play on right now.
0: Josh and Cody grind. Okay, Nobody grinds like Josh and Cody. Yep. So kudos to them. You know, you guys are real class acts. You're good eggs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about the process of re-slabbing through bgs because you and i were talking off air and we started talking about the fact that there are no guarantees to avoid regrading if you submit a card for re-slabbing
1: so this has been um a more recent issue that's surfaced with with bgs i'm sorry so um if you have any issue with a slab like let's say a slab is chipped or I even have I have a slab for example that I wanted to bring specifically for the show if you guys are watching on, on YouTube um, I have a very nice bam out bio uh, rookie optic aqua numbered out of 25 it's a Bgs95 true gem um, but if you can see if you if you can look closely you can see that the label is actually tilted. So I, I'm guessing some part of the adhesive wore off um, on part of the label. So instead of the label being upright, it's kind of tilted at like a 30 degree angle. So I've had this card for a little bit. I've been dragging my feet in, in terms of resubmitting it to BGS just so they can re-slab it. But now I, if if I do that right now, there is a legitimate risk that I might get a different grade for re the card. Um, so, for if if any card needs to be reslab with BGS for whatever reason, it's not. It has nothing to do with the card itself. It has more to, more to do with the slab or the label. Um, they automatically regrade the card regardless. Um, and you can you can even submit it, you know, in the slab without cracking it. Some some people submit it cracked, and they'll they'll attach the label that came that it came with. Um, so. Uh, they'll they'll essentially there there's a decent chance that your card might get different grades or or, or a different grade altogether or different subgrades um which can significantly alter the value of the card um and their bgs doesn't really i don't believe they have a guarantee where in terms of if, if your grade changes they they reimburse uh they reimburse you the value of the card or a portion of the value that you're losing if if the grade is hurt um so you're you're in this way you're you're kind of screwed. You're essentially just paying BGS to potentially give you a lower grade. So reslabbing with BGS is is definitely a concern. I am sure I have a couple more cards where I would I would like either a new slab or or slabs are chipped and I I just you know for whatever reason I, I would like them in, in newer updated slabs. But there's a risk that the BGS can potentially hurt my grade and. The reason this is becoming such a, a hot topic in grading altogether right now, not not just with BGS, but we're, we've seen a similar case with PSA. So, Nate, you reached out to me right after record, we recorded our last show. Um, there was a post made on Instagram by Card Porn. We've mentioned that account a couple of times. Honestly, one of the best accounts to follow in in all of in in the whole hobby on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um, so they laid out a story of a an owner of a I believe it was a PSA 10 tops chrome rookie Tim Duncan um, tops chrome base there was uh, there was a, a, a label issue or something something happened where they need that the owner of that card needed to get it reslabbed with PSA um, and he was just you know expecting to pay whatever it costs to get it re-slabbed and have it shipped back to him in, in a relatively short amount of time with the same grade Unfortunately, the card, after it was initially graded, as as this is what PSA says, this is how PSA responded. After the card was initially graded and given a PSA 10, it incurred some sort of post-grade water damage. So PSA, in their good conscience, and I guess under their guarantee, they, they have a guarantee, P- BGS doesn't, um, they can't... They don't. They essentially don't feel comfortable and can't give the grade it does. Like it was once graded before, so they can't regrade the card as a PSA ten and reslab it because of this watermark. Or I think it had a crease too. So it 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 basically incurred some some damage post grading. So they reached out to the the owner of the card and they said, you know, um, this isn't this this issue isn't covered by the, the PSA guarantee. So, um, this, this issue isn't covered by the PSA guarantee. Uh, so you're going to have to, you're, you're gonna have to make a choice here. You're going to have to either, uh, basically have the card regraded, which they, they told him full disclosure, it's going to be a PSA five or it's gonna, or we can just label it as authentic. And at that point, the owner um, thought, it's probably going to do me no good if I just have this re-slabbed as a five. So I'm going to choose it to be... I just want it to say that it's an authentic Topps Chrome rookie, Tim Duncan. And it's. I mean, that's definitely concerning um, for, for somebody who just wants a PSA-graded PSA, PSA graded card re-slabbed. Um, and the whole... Acquisition of genement kind of complicates things as well, just because um, we 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 kind of touched on the last episode that they have technology that's capable of fingerprinting a card. Uh, I don't understand completely how it works. I'm sure they just have a machine or 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 a line of machines that that basically can identify a card just like your fingerprints are are identified um, uh, by by forensics, whoever. Um, so. Any any raw card or any any raw card that was once graded by PSA with Gentleman's technology, um, they can put it through this machine or put it through this technology and PSA will um, come to the conclusion that this card has already been graded by PSA and they, they'll refuse to regrade it altogether or even sh- or ship it back to you slapped. So um, in terms of the, the whole regrading thing, Uh, it's, it's definitely concerning. I think at some point with, with, at least with PSA, uh, grading raw, grading raw might be a concern even unless if it's a a super new product, just because you never know if, if there is a 2003 tops Chrome LeBron, that's raw and it looks pretty, it looks like, you know, decent enough to you where it it might get a PSA eight or above. And that's a pretty valuable card. Um, when you send it into grading, there's a chance that it might've already been graded by PSA and they might ship it back to you ungraded and still charge you for having it for shipping it to them for with the intention of grading. So it's, it's, it's concerning. Um, it, we'll, we'll see how this impacts buying raw on eBay. It's probably not going to be, um, probably won't be great with the intention of grading with PSA, but, um, yeah, that's I, uh, regrading altogether in both BGS and PSA has has been a, a very significant topic for the last couple of weeks.
0: I would want to wait just a little bit on this whole reslabbing situation to find out what kind of data people are getting back. Are more cards getting re-slabbed and then regraded lower? Are they coming back higher? Like, what's kind of the average of what's taking place? Because maybe if you have a card that's a BGS eight you would want to take a swing for the fences that it would end up a nine or that it would end up a, you know, but if you're sitting on a nine five and you've got a crooked label, I, I would just like to know that 99% of nine fives come back nine fives after being re-slapped, right? Like that's the data we want to hear. We don't want to hear that 65% of nine fives are being, you know, regraded to nines or something like that. That would be, the ultimate nightmare situation but i know eventually we're going to hear enough stories and and hopefully somebody can keep track of this that we know that hey typically the card doesn't change state i mean you would think it would need to be pretty obvious for it to change state you know for them to take a card that you're sending them purely because you want it reslab to find out that they go oof we're going to take a full point off the value of this card Um, that would scare consumers from re-slabbing at all. Like, you know, that might might just completely kill that market.
1: I think the one market that is still probably going to be alive and well is crossing over. And people do this all the time just for personal preference. The collectors do this all the time just because – Listen, you you have a card that you've been chasing for two or three years, and it's a BGS nine, and you don't even care what it grades in PSA. But you're a PSA collector. You don't. You, uh, some people just don't like the way that a slab looks, so they want to grade it to. You know, they want to cross it over to PSA. PSA has never graded the card before, at least not with Genement technology. So um, the card can come back whatever, and and honestly, the collector won't even care. Um, it can even get an upgrade. It can go from BGS. I've heard of BGS like eights going, uh, going up to PSA nines, or BGS nines going up to PSA tens. It can really go either way. But um, so crossing over is still is still in play, e- even if you want to go the, the opposite from PSA to BGS. But um, with PSA's uh, acquisition of Geniment. Unless if the, the product is uh the, the the card that's being sold on eBay is raw and it's very new. It's you know of the last draft class or the draft class before. Um it's gonna it's gonna be you're gonna be running a risk uh grading that card with PSA.
0: It sounds like dangerous times, Jesse. Everybody should we're, be nervous.
1: Yeah, we're not quite there yet. It'll it it probably will take place within the next I'll say year to two years. We still have a little bit of time, just because PSA just acquired Gentiment. Um, But then again, PSA has you know twelve million car- cards at their backlog right now. So you don't know which you know which of these is is newly slabbed. I mean, I guess you could tell by serial number. Um, but yeah, just just be cognizant when you're when you're looking to buy, especially when you're looking to buy raw on eBay.
0: Jesse, I have to ask the question because I know it's on the brains of every single listener of this show. So, it's 2021. We're we're vastly in the future from the era of which these things once existed. Was that a house phone that rang mid-take? <laughs> it
1: was. It was um Is it, it a was landline? a home phone. It 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 was, it was a landline. Um uh, don't worry. I, you're, you're not the first person that has brought this to my attention. Uh, my girlfriend has talked plenty of shit about, about the home phone as well. Um, after this episode, it's, it's probably going to go. I, I, I know I've, I've been in need of, uh, certain other upgrades. Um, technologically I've gotten a mic, I've gotten, uh, I've, I've gotten a new webcam, probably need a, a new laptop. Maybe, um, it can't hurt, but, uh, yeah. It sounds like af- after the laptop, or even before the home phone is going to go.
0: Yeah, I thought that the laptop was the biggest priority, I, I, but then that phone <laughs> rang, and I knew <laughs> that that laptop paled in comparison. It was a wide gap. It was a it was a pretty significant gap. It was like the Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Javante Williams gap to whatever running back is next. So, <laughs> I would say, uh, take that off the hook. You know what? But then the receiver is going to be, doesn't matter. Let's move on. So Jesse, we got a DM, um, from at P I'm going to guess Dugas D U G A S two on Twitter. And he said, Hey Nate, here's a card for the bad buy of the week. And I clicked on the card as you've clicked on the card. And I said to myself, bad buy of the week. Okay. Yeah. I can spin this into the bad buy of the week, but admittedly, Jesse, I don't know anything about tennis. This is a tennis player, and anybody who knows tennis, when I say this name, they're probably going to be like, of course this person's amazing. She's the best tennis player in the world for the most part. Naomi Osaka, there's a card that recently sold with a best offer of $75,000. Now, for her, over the last 90 days, it blew out the next closest card by about $70,000. Now, you know a little history about this particular type of card, but when I started doing my research on Naomi, because again, I don't know anything about tennis in general. I don't know anything about women's tennis. I haven't watched tennis in a long time since Andre Agassi. Guys, all my sports were in the 90s. It's been a <laughs> while. Michael Chang. Okay, I'm going to run out of names in a minute. The point is, she's exceptional. She's currently ranked number two in the world in singles. She was number one at one point. She's 23 years old. Uh, I'm not sure that this is a bad buy after talking to you. Uh,
1: you you said shocking is probably a a a, a pretty apropos word. Um, I would I I would say it's shocking. Um, so the, the card itself is a 2020 Tops Transcendent Collection uh, Naomi Osaka Tennis Hall of Fame uh, PSA nine. I honestly I have no idea how long um, Naomi Osaka has been around for. She turned pro It says on the back of the card, 20, 2013. Um, so it's probably not even her rookie card by the looks of it. Um, but then again, uh, all right. So a, a little, a, a little note on tops transcendent. I didn't realize that they tops made a, a transcendent set for tennis. I didn't realize they made transcendent for any set outside of baseball. And if you look at even on the open, on the open market, how much a tops trans uh, transcendent, uh, case costs. We're talking, we're talking like $20,000. It's, it's probably the most valuable product for baseball out there. Um, so it's, I, I have no idea how much a, a box goes for in tennis. Um, I, I'm assuming it, it can't be cheap if, if we're talking, you know, a card like this going for $75,000. Um, or even, even in, I'm, I'm, However much this went for. This went for $75,000 or best offer. It could have gone for, I don't know, the, to the haters. I, I haven't checked 130 point. I haven't checked sports card investors. Sh- I haven't checked they card They got wire, you so okay? shook,
0: man. Listen, hold on. So last week, we had... <laughs> listen, guys, we had a show bit, okay? We were doing a thing on the show. We found a card that sold for $20 million on eBay. We got DMs out the... You know, Wing, wang, bing, bong. We got... Hit up on Patreon. I got emails about it. Smoke signal. Jesse called me on his dial-up phone to tell me about it. And we're looking <laughs> at this thing. And you know, I i found out the day that I posted it, the day we did the episode, I posted on Twitter. I go, somebody tell me how much this card actually sold for. And somebody said it sold for $1,000. And I said, okay. I saw it that day. Now, damn it, Jesse's so gun-shy now because you guys won't leave him alone that he's concerned about making a statement that this card may have not actually sold for $75,000. Jesse,
1: puff your chest out. Don't worry about these people. Go on. All right. Um I could I can't believe you even understood what I was saying on the dial-up phone when I when I when I called with that concern, but I didn't. <laughs> so, this card I I'm assuming based off of what's readily available um Right now, if with the, in this same card and just different grades, there's two BGS 9.5s available on eBay. One doesn't have subgrades, and it's it, the list. The seller listed it for a firm price of twenty five thousand dollars. The other does have subgrades, and it's listed for thirty thousand, also firm. Um, uh, tens of thousands of dollars on. I, I mean, I understand she if. If we were to compare her to another athlete, probably in in her sport right now, I was gonna, you know, I was gonna say Luka Doncic, but she might even she's already number ranked what you said number two in the world, so All she right. might even supers she might supersede Luka um, in in terms of how big she is in women's tennis. Um, in terms of a legacy, you're talking, um, I like. Does Serena Williams have a card out there that's worth? Seven, like 20, $25,000. dollars. I'm not talking seven five. I'm talking twenty-five. Honest to God, do you know this off the top of my head? I don't I d- probably
0: I, not. I don't, but I, I could see it. But to the parallel that you're making, if we're calling her sort of the Luca a female tennis, you know, I can see why a card would sell for this value. The in
1: problem, terms of in terms of hype, yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. The, the problem is non-auto, non-rookie. Of 50, it's not even a one of one. And yeah. I don't know what the history of famous women's tennis cards is in terms of value, but this is clearly a super fan or her herself.
1: Or yeah, or uh yeah, I've 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 been considering that. Maybe a, a wealthy cousin or something, or somebody who she gave, you know, 75 grand to play around with, and they're like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it right back to you <laughs> by give by purchasing your most valuable card. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a questionable buy. um, we've seen some here on this show. I wouldn't say it's, it's, I've certainly seen worse buys than this. Um, it's, but it's, it's, I'll call it a leap of faith in terms of, um, what the true value of this, of a card like this can appreciate in the future. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's bold to say the least.
0: I I don't, you know, I don't have an opinion necessarily one way or the other. I just know based on the boxes that we check, it doesn't really check that many boxes. I mean, the fact that it's a non-auto to me is another sort of killer to it. If it had an autograph on it, we could start to approach a little bit closer towards the tipping point of this conversation of it being worth 75,000. But again, I don't know anything about tennis or at least the world of tennis as it exists today. I don't know anything about her, but very clearly she appears to be really good. And you said that she was a rookie in 2013.
1: That's what it looks like. Yeah, the the back of the card is very fuzzy from the picture, but it looks like either 13 or 15. So, yeah, she's she's been – twenty three. Yeah, she's – I guess it's what – she must have been like just older than – I don't even know she Michelle has a driver's Lee.
0: license? So Probably. it says her <laughs> win loss singles record is two hundred and forty six and one hundred and thirty five. That's like four hundred matches. So it's possible
1: that she's been around for a while. That's a yeah, lot. Of, sure. it's,
0: it's a lot of tennis, man. That's a, it's a shitload of tennis. Um, but nonetheless, I, the real the real point. If I can put a bow, if I can put a bow on what I'm trying to say, the real point of what I'm trying to say is. Jesse's probably right. This is not just shocking. This probably in the end is, it's probably not the strongest buy in history, but, but more importantly, people reaching out in the DMS to submit potential bad buys is what we're looking for. So if you've got a card or anything, I don't even care. It could be a fucking oil painting of George Washington you send that to us, and we'll talk about it on this show if it's a bad buy. We want legitimate bad buys. This was fair because I learned about her because I actually didn't know who she was, so I appreciate this, and now I might try and catch a tennis match because I want to know how good she really is. That's all I'm saying, it, Jesse. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to add to this.
1: Honestly, in the DMs, I, I fully expect at least one gallon of gas listing in, yes. in Pennsylvania. that's readily available for, uh, you know, a hundred dollars. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, listen guys. Yeah. I hope nobody's uh, uh, gullible enough. Hopefully no, no Floridians are gullible enough to buy that.
0: Uh, I'm sure they aren't. All right. Well, Jesse, once again, uh, appreciate the time. This was a very condensed episode. Jesse and I are trying to get our schedules back in order. Um, but I think the topics that we're hit on today were both very important topics. I know next week we've got a, another really, really juicy topic and hopefully a nugget of information that we can drop live on the show that's going to change the lives of many of the listeners of this growing audience. So if you guys have thoughts, topics for the show, feel free to submit them to Jesse and I. Of course, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash i Outrage. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next week on Clear the Cash.